This message was presented at the GYC 2014 conference at the Cross in Phoenix, Arizona. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. I think it is time. Good morning. Happy New Year. What a way to start a year. Just want to thank the Lord for the blessings that uh, he has given us. And we are so happy that you have come. And uh, here we are. We are looking forward to be together, to being together, and to find out uh, the way, the best way to have our prayers answered. Uh, That is, we are going to talk about this topic, uh, relentless prayer. But uh, before that, I just want to maybe uh, talk a little bit about what I'm doing and uh, want to introduce to you my lovely wife, Joanne. <laughs> we, as it is advertised there, um, we, we are serving in the Southern Africa Indian Ocean Division. It is one of the 13 divisions of the world. Uh, we have 23 countries, uh, the southern part of the continent of Africa and the islands um, in the Indian Ocean and also in the Atlantic uh, Ocean. We have then 23 countries and uh, by the grace of God and to God be the glory, uh, we have now 3.3 million baptized members uh, in our division um, in 20,000 churches. Uh, uh, congregations. Uh, The Lord is blessing. Of course, we have not arrived yet, but uh, many things. And I can tell you that those things, uh, those miracles uh, are a result of prayers. And that's why this morning we just want to share with you. We are going to study together not that we, we are guru about prayer. No, we, we are journeying together. Uh, but prayer is important in whatever we do as Christians. So welcome to this seminar, Relentless Prayer. And may the Lord bless us. The way, the goal that we have is that this is not just theoretical. This will be practical. Uh, we will spend time praying, actual praying. We would like God to operate miracles right here in this room. We would like his power to be manifested right here in this room. So we are not here just studying. That is good. But we are here to put into practice what we are going to study. Uh, Because according to the knowledge, according to um, the biblical concept, to know in the Bible... In the Old Testament and in the New Testament, it is not just an intellectual ascent or knowledge. To know is to have experienced, um, to experience something. That's why when God describes the relationship between Adam and Eve, God said, the Bible says, uh, Adam knew Eve. It is experiential. It is not just intellectual. It is also experiential. So what we are going to study, yes, we will spend a lot of time studying some concepts, biblical concept on relentless prayer, but we would like us to experience this relentless prayer. That when we finish the six seminars, the six topics, we will come out of this room energized and ready to have this wonderful journey of relentless, agonizing prayer, true prayer. We are tired of just shallow prayer. We're tired of uh, things that uh, we can just go on a routine basis. We would like to experience the prayer life of Jesus. We would like to experience the prayer life of the apostles. We would like to experience the prayer life of the prophets. We'd like to experience the prayer life of our pioneers. And we would like to be the fulfillment of the prophecy in the spirit of prophecy that at the end of time, there will be revival. 
There'll be people who will be praying and studying the word of God. That is what we are going to um, ask God to help us to achieve. Would like us now to kneel as we pray. Our Heavenly Father, how can we talk about prayer without praying? And that's why this morning we ask you to be with us. Ask you just to take control of this room. That your presence will be so felt in this room. That you will be glorified. You will be exalted. But we will be happy and rejoicing because of our deepened experience with you. So now as we start this seminar, we would like you to be the speaker, to be the presenter, that all of us will learn from you. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Relentless prayer, that is the title of our seminar. Um, if you go to the dictionary, you would find the definition, the meaning of relentless. Unceasing, intensely unceasing. Um, so we are going to talk about this topic that it is really engaging, very involving. Right here. You see, in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, I read, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Have you noticed that the disciples did not ask Jesus to teach them how to preach or how to teach? But Jesus uh, was asked to help them how to pray. That tells you the importance of prayer. It is not easy. People think that, well, I can pray. But the disciples understand that they need to learn how to pray. Because we can pray wrongly. And that's why today we are going to talk about this, the importance of prayer, and throughout the seminar, we are going to learn from the Bible and the spirit of prophecy how to pray to get result from God, how to have our prayers answered, and how to be a praying person. Teach us how to pray. This thing is sometimes stuck, yes. Life is a race. We are going to talk now about the importance of prayer. Life is a race. Right here in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race. And complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Life is a race. Remember that. Life is what? A race. Life is a race. Another text. Let, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So life is a race. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. And then another text here. I have fought the good fight. I have finished what? I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. 
Life is a race. What is the relationship between race and prayer? Let me show you something here. I like running marathon. You recognize me there? One, two, three. Running a marathon. Um, I just like to remain fit for the Lord. For the Lord. Uh, despite my age, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not old, but uh, <laughs> I'm over 50. <laughs> Uh, so age should not prevent us from doing something very challenging. We need to be fit for the Lord. So race, when we talk about race, then you see the importance of breathing. You cannot race without breathing. Try if you would like to try. Try to run and you don't breathe. You will collapse. <laughs> Race and breathing cannot be separated. So if life is a race, then breathing is a must. And what is prayer? We'll see here. I'm sorry about my... It's not mine, but... Uh, okay, here. It said, prayer... Let me read this. Let's read this together. Prayer is the breath of the soul. It is the secret of spiritual power. No other means of grace can be substitute and the health of the soul be preserved. So life is a race and prayer is the breath of the soul. That means... Prayer is vital for this race. And we are so surprised that many times we neglect prayer. But it is very unrealistic to race without breathing. But it is happening. So to race and to breathe, they are together. You cannot race without breathing. And when you race, we need more breathing. We need to breathe more to be able to race, to be able to run. Life is what, everybody? A race. And prayer is what? Is breath of the soul. Just to show the importance of breathing. The importance of prayer. Let's continue. Hmm. We may need to find another one. Okay. So the first one is life um, is a race and prayer is the breath of the soul. And then why prayer is important. It said James chapter 4 verse 2. You do not have because you do not ask God. And then in the spirit of prophecy, great controversy, it is a part of God's plan to grant us in answer to the prayer of faith that which he would not bestow did we not thus ask. What is the meaning of this? Let's just spend one minute just to discuss this. This is a key statement when it comes to importance of prayer. Okay, just... Talk to the one next to you, just for 30 seconds. What do you think of this statement when it comes to the importance of prayer? Just turn to the one next to you. I'm not preaching, we are studying. This is a seminar. Okay? What is the relationship between this one and the importance of prayer. Okay. The simple answer is what? Would like to try. The simple answer is what? Okay, yes. Can you? What, 
what is the meaning of this statement when it comes to the importance of prayer? That means there are things that we should have had, but we don't have right now because we have not asked. This is what we call sin of omission. There are two kinds of sins. Sins of commission, the things that we commit, and sins of omission. That means we should have done something, but we have not done them. And lack of prayer is a sin of omission. If we don't pray, we commit sin. It is a sin of omission. We should have won more people for Christ. If we had prayed more, we should have had more faith if we prayed more. To me, this is vital. He said, you do not have because we, you do not ask God. It is a part of God's plan to grant us. So God is in a way waiting for us to ask. He has the things. But God is saying, okay, you ask and I will give. And if we don't ask, then we will not get. Missing opportunities. I'm struggling with this. Prayer is what? Conversation with God. Our prayers will take the form of a conversation with God as we would talk with a friend. This is a profound statement. A prayer is a conversation with God. But who is God? Who is God? Is the king of kings. He is our creator. Fortunately, he is our father and he is our friend. If prayer is a conversation with God, isn't that a great privilege to be able to talk to the king of kings? Part of my responsibility is to visit the head of states. When you go to different countries, we, we try to visit the head of states. And we have to ask for an audience. You have to write, and then you wait for the answer. I remember the first time I, uh, I led a delegation of people um, visiting uh, the head of state of a certain country. We wrote a letter and waited for the answer. We prayed that the head of state, the president of the nation, will say yes. And finally, he said yes. I remember my excitement when we received the response, the positive response. I was so excited, and I was not the only one. The church was so excited because that can help the church in that country. And time for the appointment came. We were not late at all. One hour before time, we were already there waiting. And uh, we were ushered to the office of the president. We were so excited. And I said to myself, this is good, but shame on me. If this kind of excitement I have every time I pray, that will be an amazing thing. But that is, yes, I respect him, but he's just the head of the state. Just a state. What about the head of the universe? The one who created us. And here, prayer, we don't even need an audience. You can talk anytime. And he is our friend. But strange enough, we don't pray enough. Why is that? We will find out later. But the point is, prayer is important. Because we are talking to God, our creator, our redeemer, and the king of kings. 
not just for just for a moment, but the everlasting king. We'll continue. Let's read this together. Prayer, let's go. Prayer is the key in the hand of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse where Think of this. Prayer is the key. We need a key. Right now we have our uh, hotel room key. If you lose it, you have to do something. Am I right? It's important. You cannot go into the room without the key. But with the key, you can enter that room. Of course, if it is disabled, then you have, it is this electronic, then you have to uh, reactivate it. But key is important. And prayer is the key in the hand of faith to do what? To unlock heaven's storehouse where are treasure, the boundless resources of omnipotence. Prayer is so important. My friends, it's the key. But somehow, we don't want to hold this key. Let's continue. Soul of religion, do not neglect sacred prayer, for it is the soul of religion with earnest, fervent prayer, that is relentless prayer, Plead for purity of soul. Plead as earnestly, as eagerly as you would for your mortal life. Where it at stake. Maybe you were in a very difficult situation in maybe uh, at some point in your life. Uh, myself, I was a few times. When I served in Congo with my family, um, I was kidnapped. I was kidnapped, but of course I didn't die. That's why I'm here. <laughs> but I tell you, when you are in that situation, you do everything. What I did, of course I prayed, and the Lord manifested his power in a mighty way because when the, um, when the gunman put me in the car, uh, I was there and they started the injured uh, toward the Congo River. I knew that my time on this earth is, is already about to finish. But I prayed. He said, Lord, I know if you tarry, I will die. But this is not the kind of death I would like to, uh, to experience. For, my, for the family, I was the union president then, and um, it will be very traumatic for the church if... Um, uh, I would be killed and dumped into the river and maybe the breakfast for crocodiles. So I prayed and after my prayer, I felt the presence of Jesus like, like I could touch him. You know, we feel the presence of God now, but at some point you feel the presence of God. And when I felt the presence of God, Jesus Christ, like there, the gunman was just next to me, but I was not alone. Jesus was there. And once I felt that presence, I was not afraid anymore. I talked to, to them as like talking to a friend. There are four of them. And um, they, continued, they continued to drive toward the Congo River. And about 200 yards, yards from the Congo River, then they slowed down. They were talking in vernacular, in Lingala, that is the language of Kinshasa, uh, all along. Then they shift into, uh, switch into French, which is my language. They wanted me to understand. And then the, the head of the gang, talked to his man, said, we cannot touch this man. 
is a man of God. And he said, uh, give back his documents because they have removed the document from me. I was so happy. You know, when you are in a foreign land, you don't want to lose your document. That is the, do- that is the thing that you don't want to lose at all. So I got back my documents. And then he looked at them again. We cannot even touch his money. He said, give back the money because they took the money from me. You cannot even touch his money. Then they, did, they pretended not to hear. <laughs> they did not want to give back the money. Documents, yes, but money, no. <laughs> then he shouted at them. I tell you, give back the money. Then they got the message. They give back the money. And uh, he said, man of God, you are free now. You may go. I said, no, I cannot go. You brought me here. You need a, I need a ride back. <laughs> he said, this is a faraway place. I cannot. He said, you have brought me here. I need a ride back. With the authority, I talked to them because Jesus was with me. I was not alone. That is the power of prayer. And I said, you know, that is a difficult request, uh, the chief said, because, um, you know, we too, we are afraid. We don't want to go to that place very often. Maybe another group may attack us. So we, we can't really bring you back. I said, no, uh, you have to give me right back home. I spoke with the authority of Jesus Christ. And uh, they were in trouble. It is their turn now to be in trouble. <laughs> said, how can we do this? And then he looked at me and said, okay, let's do this. We are not going to take that route. That road, that is dangerous for us. Uh, but there is another road, another way. And we are going to reach a roundabout there. And once we uh, reach that roundabout, then we must leave you. Would you accept that? I said, yeah, it's fine. Let's go. So they started the, the engine. Return to, this, to the city. And they said, okay, this is the roundabout. We cannot go beyond this. Please understand. I said, yes, I understand. And they released me and uh, just need to walk a very short distance. The presence of God. Um, soul of religion. There are many, many things that God has done. And we praise God for that. And I will tell you, as we go throughout our seminar, I will share with you some of the experience that the Lord has done. And we would like the Lord to do that for all of us. And I know you too, you have your own experiences. But life is a race. Life is a journey. We need to continue. We need to finish this race. And we need to breathe. Remember, we need to pray. Let's continue our studies. Jesus Christ. Jesus himself. While he dwelt among men, was often in prayer. Our Savior identified himself with our needs and weakness in that he became what? A suppliant, a petitioner, seeking from his Father fresh supplies of strength that he might come forth braced for the duty and trials. His humanity made prayer a necessity and a privilege. He found comfort and joy in communion with his father. And if the savior of men, the son of God, felt the need of prayer, how much more should feeble, sinful mortals feel the necessity of fervent, constant prayer, relentless prayer? The point here is that Jesus Christ himself, 
He felt the need to pray, to breathe. But as for us many times, we think that we can race without breathing. We think that we can walk without breathing. We think that we can be strong Christians without breathing. But Jesus Christ himself saw the necessity, the need of, of this. The angels are surprised. You read this wonderful statement from Steps to Christ. What a wonder it is that we pray so little. It, it does not make sense. That is the idea here. It does not make sense why we don't pray enough. And it is said, what a wonder it is that we pray so little. God is ready and willing to hear the sincere prayer of the humblest of his children. That is a great hope for us. Um, and yet, there is much manifest what? Reluctance on our part to make known our wants to God. What can the angels of heaven think? of poor, helpless human beings who are subject to temptation when God's heart of infinite love earns toward them, ready to give them more than they ask or think. And yet, let's read together, yet they pray so little and have so little faith. It is a wonder for the angels when they looked at us, actually our garden angel, every day I believe, he is so surprised. How come this one is not praying? For me, I like to pray, the angel would say, but this one is not praying enough. She is not praying enough. We need to pray more. We need to pray more. Why then? This is the question. This is the answer to the question, why is it that we pray so little? We need to find out the problem so that we can find the solution. Yes, we are here to find solution. Why is it that we don't pray enough? Why is it that we pray so little? What is behind all these things? There is a supernatural battle right here. And we need to uncover the strategy of the devil so that we can overcome him through the grace of God. The adversary, steps to Christ, page 95, the adversary seeks continually to obstruct the way to the mercy seat that we may not be earnest supplication and faith obtain grace and power to resist temptation. This is one of the reasons why we pray so little. It's the work of the devil. He said the adversary, that is the devil, seeks continually to obstruct the way to the mercy seat. This is a battle. We are in a battlefield. There are two camps. We are in a great controversy. And the, de the devil tries to disarm us. And prayer is our weapon. So his strategy is to snatch the weapon so that he can smash us. Prayer. There is a battle. We are so happy that we have this time to pray together, to study together, to uncover the strategy of the devil and to find the solution. Another quotation. Satan cannot endure to have his powerful rival, rival appealed to, for he fears and trembles before his strength and majesty. At the sound of fervent prayer, Satan's whole host trembles. What do you say to that? I say, amen. At least we know something that makes, makes 
the devil, not only Satan, but his all host, his army. At the sound of fervent prayer, Satan's whole host trembles. It is very possible for a Christian to make the devil having a nervous breakdown. If you continue to pray, he continues to tremble. He's so much afraid. And finally, he will have a nervous breakdown and will leave us alone. So his tactic, his strategy is to stop us from praying so that you will not tremble. The very moment you pray, relentless prayer, we'll talk about this. What is this relentless prayer? The difference between this and just a simple prayer. Because we are here for relentless prayer. That prayer that can make the devil tremble. Not only him, but the entire host, the entire army. You see the power that God has given us, the weapon. This is a, a weapon, a powerful weapon in our hands. So our aim during this seminar is to make the devil have a nervous breakdown. You will be able, by the grace of God, through prayer, to make the devil run away. It's not my saying. It is from the spirit of prophecy, as you can see, from devotional, our father's care, cares, page 215 and 216. It said, at the sound of the fervent prayer, relentless prayer, not just a simple prayer, um, but deep one, Satan's whole host trembles. And when you read the book, Desire of Ages, um, about the resurrection of Jesus, you will see that the devil surrounded the tomb. Not only just one, but a host. But when they saw the angels, they ran away, the good ones. They were paralyzed. So we have the weapon in our hands, but we don't use the weapon that God has given us. And we would stop doing that. We are going to use this weapon. And we need it even more now because we live in the end of time. This is the great controversy. We are in a great conflict. We are in a battlefield. And if we are not careful, we will be defeated. We need this ally, a divine ally to be able to overcome. Otherwise, we will not win this battle because we need, we need the power of God. The darkness of the evil one encloses those who neglect to pray. The whispered temptations of the enemy entice them to sin. That is dangerous. And it is all because they do not make use of the privileges that God has given them in the divine appointment of prayer. Steps to Christ, page 95. I like the book Steps to Christ. Why should the sons and daughters of God be reluctant to pray when prayer is the key in the hands of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse? We have read this. Why? And we know, we know already the reason. Where are treasured the boundless resources of omnipotence? Without unceasing prayer and diligent watching, we are in danger of growing, what? Careless and of deviating from the right path. So neglecting prayer is a dangerous thing. But the devil makes us believe that we can neglect prayer. 
No man. Let's read together. No man is safe for a day or an hour without prayer. Great Controversy, page 530. We are not safe at all. If we neglect prayer, we are playing with fire. We are not safe at all. We will be smashed by the devil. This is a battlefield. So we better pray. We need to pray more. And he spake a parable unto them, this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. This is a very familiar text. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Without ceasing. This is the message. To pray without ceasing. We will learn how to pray without ceasing. Keep on coming. And we will study more about this praying without uh, ceasing. We are going to study more about to make this real in our lives. Pray without ceasing. There are two groups of people. And uh, we'll end with these two statements. He said, as, this is what Ellen White uh, saw in a vision. As the praying ones continued, and this is in the context of the great controversy. As the praying ones continued the earnest cries. This is relentless prayer. At, at times, a ray of light from Jesus came to them. To encourage their hearts and light up their countenances. That is one group. During the great controversy, two groups of Adventists, of Christians. One, praying, relentless prayer. But another group, some I saw, some I saw did not participate in this work of agonizing and pleading. This is relentless prayer. Agonizing and pleading. They seemed indifferent and careless. They were not resisting the darkness around them. And it shut them in like a thick cloud. And the next statement is scary. The angels of God left these and went to the aid of the earnest praying ones. You see the two groups, those who are praying, relentless prayer, and those who are not praying, relentless prayer. And the angels are there observing this, observing this. And it is said here, the angels of God left. You see, uh, when I read this for the first time, and even now, I cannot even wrap my mind around it that the angels left me. But it is written, I saw angels of God hasten to the assistance of all who were struggling with all their power to resist the evil angels and trying to help themselves by calling upon God with perseverance. But his angels left those who made no effort to help themselves with relentless prayer. And I lost sight of them. So this is serious. This relentless prayer is serious. It is a breath. It is actually the heart of the problem in this great controversy. We need to have this weapon to survive and to overcome this battle, this conflict that we are in. There's no choice. There's only one choice. 
we need to engage in relentless prayer. Otherwise, we will be defeated. Relentless prayer is not just a simple prayer. Our next session will talk about this relentless prayer more. But for now, we have like seven minutes. I will stop here and will allow one or two questions. And then we will pray. We'll ask God to give us the spirit of prayer. Yes. I'm so worried about those that do not, um, are not in the atmosphere. I'm worried about them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm praying for them, even those in our church and family that don't just pray earnestly. Mm -hmm. uh, you, can, you can stand so that people can hear, if you don't mind. Uh -huh. Let's try to answer that question. Of course, we, the first thing is that we will not be judgmental. We will pray, we'll continue to pray for them and love them. And uh, acknowledging that we too, we have not arrived yet. So let's have, uh, let's use this as a way even to intensify our prayers to intercede for them. And um, uh, one of the things that we can do also, we may even ask them to pray for us. Um, and that will help. So let's continue to pray for them. Last. And the other questions we can ask um, after, during our second session. But I would like us to spend time praying. Mm. Okay, that is an excellent question, and uh, there will be uh, one presentation just to deal with that. It said, how come that when you read the Bible, there are many prayers recorded in the Bible, right? And um, most of them, like 99% of those prayers, they were answered positively. Yes or no? Very few answered negatively. It is just like the prayers in the Bible. Yes, 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 yes. No. Yes, 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 yes. No. That is the trend. Yes, 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 yes. No. Yes, 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 yes. No. But somehow... Our experience, the experience can be the opposite. No, 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 yes. No, 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 yes. No, 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 yes. Silence, silence, yes. So uh, I have been puzzled by this. And you know the Bible is not a book that will hide something negative. So if there are many unanswered prayers, they could have been recorded. So what we read in the Bible is a fact. So why is it that their prayers were almost constantly answered yes? Very few no. But why is it that we don't have that experience now? One presentation will be just dedicated for that.
uh, on my knees, I studied this topic because I was so puzzled by this. And the Lord just opened my eyes. And I would like to share with you what I have discovered from the Bible and from the spirit of prophecy. But for now, we, will, we are just emphasizing the power of prayer, the importance of this relentless prayer in the battle that we are having this great conflict. Time is up. Um, what we will do is that uh, we will kneel uh, for the next two minutes, and then we will have a break, and uh, I would like to urge you to come back at uh, 10 o'clock when we are going to talk about relentless prayer. What is it? Because I would like us to understand this together and then talk about the, the prayer. What do we need to do for our prayers to be answered? Okay, let's uh, kneel. And what we need to do is let's just pray silently. Just talk to God. Ask God to give you that prayer, that spirit of prayer. For those who can kneel, let's kneel. For those who can't, it's okay. And I will conclude. Let's pray silently. Our God, we are indeed in a battlefield. This is a great controversy. Without you, it is so clear that we will be defeated. But we thank you for the weapon of prayer. But Lord, this morning we admit that we have neglected prayer. We have not prayed enough. And that's why we ask for forgiveness. But we are pleading for the spirit of prayer. Put that desire in us. That prayer will be a passion for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This message was recorded at the GYC 2014 conference at the Cross in Phoenix, Arizona. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Dot org.